Bismillah Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Kathiran Tayyiban Mubarakan Fih Ashadu an la ilaha illallah Wahdahu la sharika lah Ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bisunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd We have reached the conclusion of the second hadith From Arba'in al-Nawawiyah By Imam, Imam al-Nawawi Rahimahullahu ta'ala Alhamdulillah, we were on the second hadith, which is the hadith of Jibreel, for many, many months. Walillah alhamd. Now we move on to the next hadith. And you will find that the ulama, they testify to the excellent selection of Imam al-Nawawi with the selection of these particular ahadith because there's great wisdom and great benefit in the way in which he collected these ahadith the first hadith that is collected in the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi is the hadith of Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu innama al-a'malu bin-niyat that verily actions are by their intentions. This is also the first hadith that is collected by Imam al-Bukhari in Sahih al-Bukhari. The second hadith that Imam al-Nawawi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he brings, is a hadith that is also collected or also narrated on the authority of Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And it is the hadith of Jibreel and this is the first hadith that Imam Muslim rahimahullah ta'ala he brings in Sahih Muslim so there's great wisdom there's great wisdom in the placement of these particular ahadith so you find that likewise there's great wisdom in the bringing of the third hadith this is a hadith that has been collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Any hadith that is collected by both Imams, Imam Al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim, then this is a hadith that is called Mutafiqun Alayh. So any hadith that is collected by Imam Al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim, then this is a hadith that is called what? Mutafiqun Alayh. Now, with regards to the hadith that come from this category, are these hadith somewhat strong, kind of strong, strong, or very strong? Very strong. Now, are there any grading of hadith that is stronger than a hadith that's mutafiqun ali? With regards to their collection, the agreement. No. 
Is it? No. This is the highest grade of hadith with regards to yani, uh, the authenticity of those hadith that have been agreed upon as being authentic by both imam, both imams, al-Bukhari and Muslim. Ta'ala. So this hadith is a hadith that has been agreed upon by Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim. Rahimahumullah ta'ala. And this hadith is on the authority of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Qal, qal Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Bunyan Islam ala khamsin. That Islam has been built upon five. That Islam has been built upon five. Shahadati an la ilaha illallah. وَأَنَّ Muhammad وَأَنَّ Muhammadan Rasulullah Islam has been built on five. The first the Shahada. Allah ilaha illallah وَأَنَّ Muhammadan Rasulullah That nothing has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah and that verily Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah. This is the Shahada. This is the first pillar from the five pillars of Islam. وَإِقَامِ الصَّلَاةِ And the establishment of the Salah. وَإِتَاءِ الزَّكَاةِ And the payment of the zakat. وَحَجِّ الْبَيْتِ وَالْحَجِّ الْبَيْتِ وَصَوْمِ الرَّمَضَانِ And making hajj to the house and fasting in Ramadan. حَجِّ الْبَيْتِ وَصَوْمِ الرَّمَضَانِ Making hajj to the house and fasting in Ramadan. Hadith collected by Muslim or Bukhari. Bukhari or Muslim. Now. وَقَالَ الشَّيْخِ العلامة شيخ صالح الفوزان حفظ الله تعالى هذا حديث هذا الحديث كالحديث الذي قبله that this hadith is like the hadith that's before it حديث عمر ابن خطاب رضي الله تعالى عنه في بيان الأركان الإسلام with regards to the explanation of the pillars of Islam إلا أن هذا الحديث فيه زيادة وهو قوله بني الإسلام على خمس He said that is very similar to the hadith that came before it the hadith that was narrated on the authority of Umar ibn Khattab collected by no hadith Jibril was by Muslim نعم collected by Imam Muslim أحسنت نعم is very similar to it with regards to the explanation of the pillars of Islam or the, or the uh, nah, that's what they call it, right? The pillars of Islam. The pillars of Islam. Except for the fact that it brings an addition. It brings an addition that's not contained inside of the hadith of Jibreel. And that addition, that ziyada, is Islam that Islam is built upon five. That Islam is built upon five. وفي حديث عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال أي قال جبريل عليه الصلاة والسلام أخبرني عن الإسلام Inform me about Islam فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الإسلام أن تشهد أن لا إله إلا الله إلى الآخر قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Is that Islam is to testify that nothing has a right to be worshipped in truth except Allah to the end of the statement of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم فظاهر 
حديث عمر أن الإسلام هو هذه الأركان الخمسة فقط He says, so what is ظاهر from the hadith of Umar رضي الله تعالى عنه meaning what? referring back to the hadith of Jibreel عليهم صلى الله عليه وسلم is that Islam is only these five pillars نعم, in other words, one may understood by the uh, by this particular narration, this particular hadith that Islam is only these five pillars واضح? because it says Al-Islam أخبرني عن الإسلام informed me about Islam فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله إلى آخر حديث طيب so one may understand from that that is only these five pillars whereas in this hadith here what we understand from بني الإسلام على خمس that Islam is built upon five that these five are from Islam and that there are other aspects of Islam as well so we understand an additional benefit we understand an additional benefit. Naam. The Shaykh says, بَيْنَمَا هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ يَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ هَذِهِ الْخَمْسَ لَيْسَتْ هِيَ كُلَّ إِسْلَامِ وَإِنَّمَا بُنِيَ الْإِسْلَامِ عَلَيْهَا فَهِيَ مَبَانِيهِ وَأَرْكَانُ So therefore, the Shaykh says, this hadith, it points us to the fact and it makes it clear that these five, they are not all of Islam, they're not all of Islam, but rather they are that which Islam is built upon. And they are the foundations and the pillars of Al-Islam. Naam. وَإِلَّا فَالْإِسْلَامِ كَثِيرٌ The Shaykh says, because Islam is a lot. There's a lot of aspects of Al-Islam. وَالْأَعْمَالُ الصَّالِحَةِ كُلُّهَا مِنَ الْإِسْلَامِ The righteous deeds, all of it is from Al-Islam. الواجبات ومستحبات وكل الطاعات وترك المعاصي كل ذلك هو الإسلام from those obligatory affairs those recommended affairs every action of obedience leaving off sins all of this is Islam all of this is Islam نعم ولهذا قال صلى الله عليه وسلم for this the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said المسلم من سلم المسلمون من لسانه ويده that the Muslim is the one who the Muslims are safe from his tongue and his hands which shows you that what? which shows you that what? that كفل أذى من الإسلام that preventing harm is from Islam preventing harm is from Islam طيب واضح مفهوم هذا that Preventing of harm, whether that harm be verbal or it be physical, whether it be by a person's tongue or whether it be by a person's hand, to prevent harm is thus from Islam, because the Prophet Sallallahu said that what al Muslim, the Muslim is who, the one who Salim al Muslimun from his tongue and from his hands, so that kafil ada. Then it says from what? From Islam. Naam. So we understand from this hadith a great understanding. Because one who is, who, is, who is unaware, one who is ignorant of the reality of the fruits and the benefits and the selection of these hadith and in, and in the order in which they were placed in, he may deem this to be somewhat repetitive. He may say, well, we already covered this in, in hadith number two. 
So why does hadith number three reiterate this point? Because what? Because it brings an additional benefit, which shows that what? That these arkan khamsa, that these five pillars, then they are what? They are from the pillars of al-Islam, that which Islam is built on, but they are not the total and sum of al-Islam. Well there. Now, as this hadith here illustrates. The Shaykh says, for islam wasi'ah. They said, for islam wasi'ah. It is extensive. Islam wasi'un extensive. Lakin هذه الخمسة هي تأعمو. But these five, then they are the foundational structures, the pillars of Al-Islam. Wa hiya arkanu, the pillars of Al-Islam. Wa hiya mubani allati buniya alayha, and they are the foundation of which Islam is built upon. You see. Wa bifatliha aw fat shayin. منها لا يكون الإنسان مسلما الإسلام الحقيقي. He says, and if one of them, or if they are missing, if they are missing, or one of them is missing, then you will find that a Muslim won't be a real Muslim. كلام واضح. مثلا, if a person doesn't believe in shahada, he does. He's missing the first pillar. He's missing the first pillar. But he comes with salah, zakah. Siyam and Hajj. Huh? Is that a real Muslim? No. No. How? Why? Because he's missing the first pillar. A person, he comes with Shahada, and he comes with Zakat, and he comes with Siyam, and he comes with the Hajj. But he says, you know what? Salat is not from Islam. Ain't no, ain't no such thing as Salat in Islam. That person is a Muslim? No. No. He don't believe in salah. Likewise, we can say the same for each and every pillar. He don't believe in zakat. He says no such thing as zakat in Islam. Everybody bring everything else. But I believe in siyam. I believe in. I believe in. Let me say, not a Muslim. Likewise, say no such thing as siyam. No such thing as hajj. But I believe in the rest. They're not a Muslim. This is what the Sheikh is meaning here: is that if anyone loses one of these pillars, then they have lost the Islam. Now they lost the Islam, and this is why they differ from the other actions. Because if a person infringes upon his shahada, for example, then there's no Islam for him. Islam is gone. But let's say, for example, there's a Muslim who doesn't safeguard the Muslims from his tongue. So he's always speaking nasty to people, speaking bad to them, belittling them, cursing them, so on and so forth. Naam? Is that person a Muslim? Yes. He's still a Muslim. Even though he doesn't prevent the verbal harm from reaching the Muslims. He's still a Muslim. So you see how it differs from the Shahada, for example, or from one of these pillars. Because if you lose these pillars, you lose the Islam. But these other good deeds, if you lose them, you don't lose your Islam. If you don't have them, your Islam is still there. So if a person is verbally abusive, if a person hits people, he strikes people, and then when he gets mad, he starts slapping people, then you say, what? He's a Muslim. He's a bad Muslim, but he's a Muslim. But rather, if a person doesn't believe in shahada, doesn't believe in salah and so on and so forth, then what? It's not a Muslim. Even though he may not verbally abuse people, even though he may not physically abuse people, but because he doesn't believe in shahada, not a Muslim. Because he believes salah is not a part of Islam, not a Muslim. Because he don't believe that zakat is wajib, not a Muslim. Well, that makes sense. But yeah. So this is how these arkan differ from the other actions and characteristics that are from Islam.
Now, these are these are these five pillars differ from the other actions and characteristics that are from Islam. So let me move on to the first of them. And this is something that we each and every one of us we need to know inside and out. And that is Shahada and La ilaha illallah. The Shahada that nothing has a right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. If someone were to ask you, Ma ma'na la ilaha illallah, then you will have to respond to him with that which is correct. Which means that we will have to learn what is the correct meaning of la ilaha illallah. Because you find, unfortunately, the Muslims today, they don't know the meaning of la ilaha illallah. If you were to ask them, some of them may say that the meaning of la ilaha illallah is la rabba illallah. There is no Lord except Allah. Naam. Now, is this the meaning of la ilaha illallah? La rabb illallah? La khalik illallah? Is that the meaning? That there is no Lord except Allah, but and there is no creator except Allah? Is that what it means? Is that, is that what is intended by it? No. But, is that true? Is Allah the only creator? Yes. Is Allah the only Lord? Yes, that is true. But that's not the meaning of la ilaha illallah. Naam, is that the meaning of la ilaha illallah? Because that only points to al-tawheed al-rububiyyah. Al-tawheed al-rububiyyah. Whereas the meaning of la ilaha illallah, it covers all the categories of al-tawheed. Naam. All the categories of al-tawheed. But specifically what? Uluhiyyah. لا معبود بحق إلا الله. So one would ask you, what is the meaning? ما معنى لا إله إلا الله? Then the answer would be لا معبود بحق إلا الله. Nothing has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. نعم. That's the meaning of it. So this is important for the Muslims to know. طيب. The Sheikh says معناه. Then the Sheikh is explaining. الاعتقاد واليقين مع نقد باللسان. It is a belief, certainty. With the articulation of the tongue, huh? it's not enough for a person to just, just to say, "Well, I believe it in my heart," but then they refuse to articulate it. If you believe it in your heart, then it's something that will be it should come out on your tongue because that which is in the heart it will appear on the tongue, even if you don't want it to. That which is in the heart it will appear on your tongue. Now, this is the haq. So if it's truly in the heart, if a person truly believes it, then it should be manifest upon the tongue. So thus he will say it: "La ilaha illallah." نعم والشيخ يسأل لأنه لا يستحق العبادة إلا إلا الله سبحانه وتعالى. He said because worship does not belong to anyone except Allah سبحانه وتعالى. Worship only belongs to Allah سبحانه وتعالى. وأن عبادة ما سواه باطلة. And the worshiping of other than Allah then it is false. والشرك بالله and it is to associate partners with Allah to commit shirk with Allah Azza wa Jal. Wa in kanat to sama alihatan. And even if these things that are worshipped are called gods. So this brings us to another erroneous meaning. And that is those who say that La ilaha illallah means there is no God but Allah. This is how they translate it. There is no God but Allah. Naam. There is no God but Allah. La ma'abud illa wa hu Allah. This is what that means. Now when you say in Arabic, it sounds disgusting, does it not? لا معبود إلا وهو الله There's nothing that is worship except it's Allah. 
Because now you understand where this is really leaning to, where this is coming from. You understand now, ma'am? Because when a person says this, it's wrong from two standpoints. The first standpoint is wrong because these other things that I worship, are they not called gods? Right? They're called gods, correct? When people worship a tree or a rock or a stone or their idols or human beings or the stars and such and such, do they not, these practitioners of this shirk, what do they refer to these things that they pray to as being? Gods, right? They say that they're gods. These are our gods. If you ask, if you point to the, 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 the false gods of the Hindu religion, for example, if you ask them about this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, and you say, who's this? They'll say, that's, that's my god. Who's that one? That's my god. Who's that one? That's my god. Who's that one? That's my god. They call all of them their gods. Okay? So from the standpoint now, then to say there is no god but Allah doesn't hold weight because there are other gods outside of Allah. Correct? But these other gods, nah, but these other gods outside of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're what? False. Batil. This is what the shaykh means here. He said that these things, they are batil. Even if they're called gods. Even if they're called gods, they're, 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 they're wrong. Batil. False. Erroneous. Make sense? The second reason why this statement is not true, there is no God but Allah, is because what is meant and what is understood by that is la ma'bud illa bahu Allah. There is nothing that is worshipped except that it is Allah. And this is yani what they say, yani halul. Or this is what they say, with those people who believe in wujud, that Allah is everywhere and in everything. To say such a thing is to believe that everything that is worshipped is Allah. So when people are worshipping the rock, the stone, the statue, and that, and that, and that, then all these things are Allah. A'udhu billah. This is clear kufr. And this is why the ulama, they explain that those individuals who believe that Allah is everywhere and in everything, their kufr, their disbelief is greater than the disbelief of the Jews and the Christians and the polytheists. Because the Jews and Christians and the polytheists, they restrict the things that they make divine to a particular number. Now, to say that anything is divine other than Allah is too much, is wrong, is kufr, is disbelief. Right? But in any event, it's restricted. Whether it be one, whether it be three, whether it be four, five, six, three hundred, something, something, like this. But those individuals say that Allah is everywhere and in everything, they do not restrict it. They put Allah in everywhere and everything, a'udhu billah. So when a person will say this statement, that there is nothing that is worse except that it is Allah, then what they're saying is that, or that there is no God but Allah, then what they're saying is that everything that is worshipped is Allah. A'udhu billah. And the people who have this understanding are those who believe that Allah is everywhere and in everything. Naam? So we know this is not the meaning of La ilaha illallah because La ilaha illallah comes and it's the kalima of the tawheed. Whereas this statement of theirs that Allah is everywhere, this is a kalima of shirk. This is a statement of polytheism. The kalima of the tawheed can't be explained by saying it means to be a polytheist. That just don't make sense. Nah? So we understand that this is not the correct meaning. And this is why... We have to be very careful of the literature that we use and, 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 and that we hand out to people. Because you have a lot of the older translations, a lot of the older translations in English, and they come, and this is what they have. La ilaha Allah, there is no God but Allah. And this is wrong. Now mind you now, these are on pamphlets by way of which people utilize to call people to Islam. How are you going to call people to Islam and you're corrupting their understanding from the, from the gate? From the beginning, you're corrupting their understanding. 
Now, so we have to be very careful in the literature that we pass out. And this is why we're selective. People come and say they're restrictive. No, we're not restrictive for the sake of being restrictive, but we're not going to pass out that which has within it misinformation. So this is why if a person came and dropped off a bunch of pamphlets, it could be 100,000 pamphlets, and we find they're in the likes of these mistakes, then we say we have 100,000 pamphlets that we're going to burn. We have 100,000 pieces of things that we can start the fire with to, so we can grill upon it. Right? So, that's all it's good for. That's it. If that. Huh? Really? But yeah. So it's not that we're being restrictive. No, it's that we refuse to pass out things that contain within it misinformation. So we have to be careful. We have to be careful of the likes of these things. Because a person may say, well, it's just something small. No, stay that. No. And when that thing takes root, this is what it leads to. Because if you were to speak to one who truly understands the ideology of the Hindus, right? And you would ask them, why do you pray to a cow? Why do you pray to a rat? Why do you pray to this statue with these many arms and so on and so forth? They'll tell you, we're not praying to those things, but we're praying to what? To the Creator in those things. You understand? Where this concept came from. And this is something that we spoke about a little while ago with the likes of the, the five percenters and the likes of the, the followers of Dr. York and so on and so forth. These people who had this belief. Now, let me just make that clear. The five percenters of Kufar. The followers of Dr. York and Dr. York and Kufar. But these individuals had that same belief that Allah is everywhere and in everything. And because Allah was in, in everywhere and and every not, and, and they say, you know, everything but but not the white people. That's their exception. Everything but not white people. That's what they say. Huh? Any event, but Allah is in black people. So if Allah is in black people, that means black people's God. So a black person is God, you don't got to pray nobody outside yourself. You understand? You understand where this foolishness comes from? This kufr? This despicable statement? Now, it stemmed from what? From this belief that Allah is everywhere and, every, and everything. This is where that, 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 that erroneous, false, ugly, nasty, despicable, the most disbelieving of statements and beliefs leads to. This is where it leads to. Well, you understand? So this is why we say this is not a small mistake. This is a tremendous mistake. So it's important, it's a must that we educate the Muslims with regards to these affairs because these are affairs that they are not aware of. These are affairs that they are not aware of. Many of them, unfortunately. But Shaykh, he goes on and he says that these things that are worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then they're done so in falsehood. And it's a shirk billahi azza wa jal. Wa in kana tusamma alihatan. That this is shirk with Allah. Falsehood, erroneousness, even if these things are called gods. But these are false gods. These are false gods. The only one who has a right to worship the truth, the only true God, it is Allah. And what is other than Allah, then. The worshipping of those things is done so in falsehood. The worship of those things is done so in complete and utter falsehood. And for that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Allah ta'ala, He says, And this is because Allah, He is the haq. Allah, He is the only one that is worshipped in truth. And verily, everything that is called upon other than Him, is done so in falsehood. Is done so in falsehood. Who will 
is done so in falsehood. All that? This is from Surah Al-Hajj. And it's verse 62. Surah Al-Hajj, verse 62. So if someone were to come to you and say, Ya akhi, ma ma'na la ilaha illallah? Then say to him, فَقُلْ Say, لَا مَعْبُودَ بِحَقٍ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And then after that, لَوْ سَأَلَ وَمَا دَلِيلٍ وَشَ الدَّلِيلٍ Then recite this ayah. ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْحَقِّ وَأَنَّ مَا يَدْعُونَ مِنْ دُونِهِ هُوَ الْبَاطِلِ That is because Allah is the truth and everything that is called upon other than Him is falsehood. نعم. Everything that is called upon other than Him is falsehood. So the shaykh, he says, فَلَا بُدَّ مِنَ الْاعْتِقَادِ بِالْقَلْبِ he said there is a must that there is a belief in the heart, a statement of the tongue, and actions of the limbs. What's the definition of Iman in the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah? Who knows? It's the same thing you said. No. It's the same thing I said. Do I agree? The same thing I just said right now. What's, what's, what is Iman? What is the definition of Iman? No, 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 I mean the definition, not... I'm sorry, the definition of Iman. No. What's the definition of Iman? Iman is what? Iman is what? Belief in the heart. Action on the limbs. Statement of the tongue. You're missing, you're missing one. Oh, and it increases. Uh, increase and decrease. Now, sense again. So, what is it? What is iman? If someone says, "What is the definition of iman?" Then is what? Uh, now, by English, we'll say it. And it goes up. Is it? English again. What's iman? Uh huh. Naam. Naam. Increase and decrease. Naam. So if a person believes in la ilaha illallah, then he has to have these, 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 these elements have to be there. That he has to believe in his heart, articulate with his tongue, and then act upon it with his lips. He has to act upon it with his lips. Naam. Because ibadah lillah azza wa jal. Because ibadah is for Allah, Jalla wa'ala. Naam? It's for Allah. So now, what if a person, for example, to say, okay, la ilaha illallah, I believe it in my heart, but then he prayed it, everything. Then we say what? This one? He's not there yet. He's yet to arrive. Why? Because his actions are in compliance to what he's saying and claim he believes it. It's not in compliance. That makes sense? Naam. It has to be Naam. It has to be all of these things together for that to be uh, beneficial. So the Shaykh he says, لا يسحقها سواه. There is no ibadah to other than Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. ولا يكفي أن تعتقد أن العبادة حق لله عز وجل بل لابد أن تعتقد أيضا أن العبادة ما سواه باطلة. Shaykh, he says also, it is not enough just to believe by itself that Allah is the only one who deserves to be worshipped, or more correctly, that Allah deserves to be worshipped. He said, but also, 
At the same time, a person must also believe that everything that is worshipped other than Allah is falsehood. That makes sense? Again, he said it's not sufficient for one to believe that Allah deserves to be worshipped. But he must also believe that everything else that is worshipped is false. That, that worship is done so in falsehood. You understand? Now, you may hear this and say, well, yeah, that's, that makes sense, right? Unfortunately, not everyone is on that same page. But Shaykh, he says, هذا هو مختضى لا إله إلا الله he said, this is that which is intended and necessitated by La ilaha illallah. فَإِنَّ لَا إِلَهَ نَفْيٌ Because La ilaha, this is nafyun. Now we get into here, the pillars of La ilaha illallah. The arkan, the pillars of La ilaha illallah. This is muhim. This is something that is very important. Those pillars are two. Two. Kam arkan? Itnan. Two. Naam? Two. They are first a nafi, a negation, a negation. Naam. That negation is found in la ilaha. This negates. Nothing has the right to be worshipped. La ilaha. And what's understood from that is what? The haqqin. In truth. This was understood. So nothing has the right to be worshipped where? In truth. Nothing has the right to be worshipped in truth. Because bihaq, this, yani, uh, this construction from the jar wa majroor, then this is what? This is the khabr la. This is khabr la. Al kulihan. Have to negate. Have to negate. And that negation coincides with what? Kufr, the baghut. Kufr. The Tawut, Naam. Disbelieving in the Tawut, the false gods. You understand? What, what do you, where do you get that from? That understanding from is from where? La ilaha. So none of these things that these people worship in deserve worship. That's the first, Nefi. So what's the first pillar from the pillars of La ilaha Allah is? Hmm? Negation. Nefi. Naam, that's the first one. Right? How many pillars it has? Two. Two. It has three. Four? One. How many? Two. You sure? You sure? You sure? And then the nephi, what part points to the nephi? What part points to the negation? Again. La ilaha. La ilaha. Well, illallah is the second part. Illallah, then it's just the. The exception and the confirmation, confirmation or affirmation, affirmation or Arabic. It's bad. It's bad. Now, so you got nafi, it's bad. The nafi is the first pillar, and that is to to have kufr and what? Baruch. So that's the, to, to negate worship for other than Allah. And then the second pillar is. It's bad. And that is to affirm worship to Allah and, and Allah only, alone. Now, well then. So what's the pillars of La ilaha illallah? Nothing with bad. How many of them? Two. What does La ilaha illallah mean? Ah, sense. La ilaha illallah. Wait, what's the dalil? We need some dalil. Surah al-Hajj. Surah al-Hajj. 
ها؟ نعم 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 so again as Surah Hajj verse number 62 62 that's excellent Wallah. you go to tabligh for decades you never learn this because it's not a concern for them it's unfortunate but it's not and, and, this is the, and this is the problem when it comes to these innovative ways and methodologies is that they don't give to the people what they need and this is why these things are fruitless and why they are a waste of time if you truly want to benefit your brothers if you truly want to benefit the Muslims then you have to come to them with yani, that which is most important huh? what's most important and then you go to that which is important because to go with them and this is not to say that because this is where the shaitani comes and he plays games with people is that they'll come and they'll say, what's wrong with yeah, any, uh, you know, telling uh, the women, encouraging women to cover? What's wrong with that? Telling them to be shy, telling the brothers to be shy. and that. What's wrong with that? Of course, there's nothing wrong with that. They'll say, what's wrong with, with warning people from drinking alcohol and taking intoxicants? Well, of course, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, what's wrong with yeah, any, you know, talking about the, 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 the fadail, you know? Those superior things of you know the, the the superior things and what's wrong with uh, telling people you know uh, you need to soften your heart and so on and so forth and cry more and weep over your sins and this and that. what's wrong with that and of course you'll say well nothing is wrong with that but hey, what's wrong with encouraging people to pray nothing is wrong with that but now here's my question what's right with going to a people mentioning all of those things only only mentioning those things to a people who don't understand Tawheed, to a people who have fallen into shirk out of ignorance. They've fallen, these are your brothers now, Muslims, falling into shirk out of ignorance. They don't know. They make dua to the wali, wali so and so, dead in the grave. We know this happens, right? They have these masajid, or yani, not brother, and they have in it, yeah, and then, they, and then they, the people are throwing notes back there, they're facing it, making dua, istighatha, and the like. Or even outside the masjid, stuff happens and they call, Ya Abdul Qadir, A'udhu Billah. Naam. Ya Badawi. Sah? This happens. You have a people who, this is their understanding. This is their understanding. Like, like some of the Sufiya from the, uh, 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 Shua what they say is you can't make muraqaba as, as this is what uh, Sheikh Nasr Sheikh Albani the Imam Ta'ala, he mentions they say you can't make muraqaba with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remember we talking about ihsan muraqaba huh? if you don't see him you know he sees you it's muraqaba that you know Allah Ta'ala sees you they say you can't make muraqaba with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so you have to make it with your Sheikh a'udhu billah na'am a'udhu billah there was one of the students, he came from Syria, came to Egypt, and he said that in some of their masajid, they have pictures of the shaykh. And they look at the shaykh before they pray, get the shaykh in their mind, and they pray. A'udhu billah. He said even some of them people, they used to have wallet-sized pictures. They were putting it, you know, see the pocket? They put in the pocket, he said some of them, before the salah come, they like this. A'udhu billah. Now, you have a people who are upon this, upon this, or who may think this is okay, or who may think this is alright, who may think this is good. 
So now, what's the benefit in going to them talking about you should pray at night time? What's the benefit going to them saying you need to fast every Monday and Thursday? What's the benefit in going to them saying you need to grow your beard? What's the benefit in going to them saying you need to don't drink khamr and so on and so forth? These may be issues that they have. Okay, we need to get to these issues, but not first. We get to them later. First, we got to deal with the most important thing. That's like triage, right? Triage. You got to triage a person. You assess them. You diagnose them and say, okay, this was wrong with him. So let's, you got to Okay, like triage, okay? You come into the emergency room. I mean, a lot of times, Alec Grant is all safety and protection. I mean, but if an individual were to go into the, to the emergency room, correct? When you first get there, what do they do? They triage you. They do triage to see what's your ailment, how severe, what do we deal with first, second, third, fourth, fifth, like this, right? Okay, so you come in there now, and half of your face is hanging off. Huh? Hmm. It's possible. Maybe he's riding a bike or something. I don't know. Okay, half his face hanging off. But yeah. and and then he got a splinter in his in his left finger. Okay. And he got a gash in his left arm. <clears throat> right? Would it make sense for the doctor, as soon as he come in, to say, Oh man, give me some tweezers. Let me get the, the, the thorn out of his finger. Let me get the splint out of his finger first. Right? Or to say, Bring me the suture kit. We're going to stitch his arm up. Would that, would that be wise? Would it be? No. no. That's a malpractice lawsuit waiting to happen, is it not? You're going to deal with the greatest of his injuries first. His face is, his, half his face is falling off. Hanging off his, his, his cheek. So now we're going to deal with this first. Because now this will entail different things. He may need a blood transfusion. He may need this. He may need that. Right? So depending upon what's the most severe, what's the most pressing, then they're going to deal with that first. Stabilize him. He done bled out. We can give him some blood transfusion. Once we got that stable, now we can start dealing with these other injuries and so on and so forth. And correct? But yeah. Likewise, when you go to your brothers and your sisters and you see that, listen, they don't understand la ilaha illallah, they don't understand their friends with tawheed, they don't understand what is shirk. If you don't know what is shirk, how you stay away from shirk? Like the poet said, He said, I learned evil, not for the sake of learning evil, but so as to be on guard from it, so as to protect myself from it. He said, because those who don't know the difference between good and evil, they're going to fall into it, meaning evil. If you don't know the difference between good and evil, you're going to fall into evil. That's like a person, for example, eating from a buffet. But he can't distinguish between turkey and pork. Turkey and ham, he'll know which is which. That person, quite naturally, is going to eat something from the turkey and something from the ham. Right? Because he don't know what ham is. He don't know what pork is. Right or wrong? He's going to eat it. But he don't know. He don't know. He may know the word pork. Like a lot of Muslims, they know the word shirk. But as far as the reality, what is shirk? They don't know. Just like this one don't know what is pork. So you say, yeah, we don't eat pork. Then you say, we like a ham sandwich? Certainly. Thank you very much. <laughs> would, you, would you like some, some pig skin? Certainly. Thank you very much. They have any hot sauce? <laughs> I don't really huh? Because they don't know. They just know pork. They don't know what pork is. So, and it, until they it have been made aware of what is pork, they know to stay away. They know, okay, those pork skins, pork, ham, pork, spam, pork, so on and so forth. Right? So it was incumbent 
that we educate our brothers and our sisters. What is Tawheed so they can do it? What is Shirk so they stay away from it? Because if not, they're not going to be able to implement it. And this is going to be the greatest thing. Because if a person wants to do all those other things that we mentioned, they don't drink alcohol, they don't drink no intoxicants, or, or ingest no intoxicants, they, the women they cover, the men have beers, they pray at night time, they fast every week, uh, voluntary fast, so on and so forth. But the whole time they're making Shirk. The whole time they're making Shirk. What is that going to equate to? Allah Ta'ala he says, Huh? Well look at the Uhiya Ilaika Wala Ladina Mikablik la in Ashraktala Yahbatana Amal. Allah Ta'ala he says, we, we revealed to you, O Muhammad, like we revealed to those who came before you, that if you make shirk, no doubt about it, verily, indeed, most definitely, your deeds will be rendered null and void. Don't count. So a person doing all these good deeds, right? But he's doing it upon shirk. Then what's going to happen when the shirk mixes with, mixes with the good deed? It's done. There's no good deed. There's no reward. There's no reward. Now, so if we want to benefit our brother and our sisters, then we have to go to them with the origin first. Now, once that's taken care of, then you move on to these other things. Then, 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 then you concentrate and spend time and effort, much time and effort in these other things. But to start, you have to start with that which is most important. That which is most important. This is why these things are important. This is why these things are a must. This is why these things are necessary. This is why Ahl Sunnah, they are the most beneficial of the people to the people. Because they don't busy the people with that which is not going to benefit them, but they give them that which is going to benefit them. Because all of those things that we mentioned, what is going to be the greatest aid? What is going to be the greatest thing that will help you upon these things is that you understand Tawheed, your Aqeed is correct. When a person's Aqeed is correct, he understands that Tawheed, he's implementing Tawheed and so on and so forth, then this, he will be encouraged to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? For Allah, lillah. Naam? So you don't, you don't have to worry about this person trying to pray at night to show off or do this to show off and that. He don't care about that. He does what he does for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ikhlas. Naam. But that comes from what? From knowing and understanding the affairs of it, Tawheed, for knowing and understanding the Aqeedah, for having the Aqeedah correct, for having the Minhaj correct, and so on and so forth. So when you hear Ahl Sunnah warning people, don't sit with the Mubtadi'ah, don't sit with Ahl Bid'ah, and so on and so forth, it's for good reason. Why? Because then it's going to bring you harm upon harm. Harm upon harm. You have issues, they repair your issues with greater problems. You understand? You have an issue, they will pay issue greater problem. That's like if you come to me and say, SubhanAllah, I got a toothache. I say, your, your tooth hurt real bad? You say, yeah, man, it hurts so bad. I say, okay, turn around. You turn around, I get I get my little baseball bat, and I bust you in the back of your head. And I'll say, your tooth don't, you don't really realize your tooth hurt no more, right? You say, no, because you split my head. I said, well, you say, I fixed your toothache. Huh? They fixed the problem with a worse problem. Now, this is the reality. This is the reality. They give you poison, then they treat you with poison. <laughs> so, this is why these things are a must that we concentrate on them and we share them with ourselves, our families, our brothers and our sisters, because these things are extremely, extremely, extremely important. Ma'am? So the Shaykh he goes on, he says, uh, that the nafi, the negation, it is a negation. Wa'ibadah or the ibadah ma'asi wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
He says, so it is a negation and a rendering of being null and, null and void, false and erroneous, the worship of other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, والإثبات هو إثبات عبادة لله جل وعلا And the إثبات is the إثبات to Allah or, or the, يعني, uh, the إثبات to Allah جل وعلا نعم على كل the إثبات is that we have and we affirm all of the ibadah to Allah Jalla wa'ala Naam Falayakfi and Nafi Biduna Ithbat is not sufficient to have a negation without an affirmation. Wala Ithbat Bidun Nafi nor an affirmation without a negation. Naam La Buddhimin Huma Jamian but you gotta have them both. So for example a person that came and they say, Okay, nothing is earned worship. Intro. And that's it, he stopped. Then you say that that's no, that's not gonna get you that not yet. That's not enough. Okay, well, the person he came and he say Allah is to be worshipped, and that's it. But he didn't negate the worship of other things. Then again, that's not enough. You need them both. Nothing is there to worship in truth except Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Naam. And this will necessitate, as we said, to have a complete utter disbelief in all of the bawaghit, in all of the bawaghit, in all of the false gods. Naam. And it's important that we know and that we understand this. And that we know that this is the haq. This is the haq. That only Allah deserves to be worshipped alone in truth. And this is not a relative truth. Naam. Because some people are coming to make you, they make you think this is a relative truth. Meaning that's true for you. But not necessarily for them. Okay. That works for you. But not for them. And this is not right. The shaykh he says, so you have people saying, Nas ahra. That people, they're free. They're free with regards to their belief. They believe like they want to believe. It's okay. Now, everybody have his aqidah. It's okay. Naam. Whereas the Muslims, we say, la, la. Yeah, granted, people going to believe how they're going to believe, but we're not going to co-sign that. They believe like they believe, but their belief is wrong. Because they believe you can pray to a stone. They believe you can pray to a rock. They believe you can pray to a saint, an angel, a prophet, a messenger, that, that. So we say that's wrong. Their belief is wrong. They're not allowed to believe like that. They do so out of transgression. They do so out of disobedience and the like. But that's not right. We don't we don't support that. That's wrong. The only belief that you that a human being has to have is what La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. That's it. You understand the difference? But these people come and they say, hey, they okay. We okay. You okay. Everyone's okay. Khalas. Naam. Everyone is free. Let them do what they want to do. Leave him alone. Then we say, no, we're going to give doubt. We're going to give doubt. It's what Allah Ta'ala command us to do, to give doubt. And this is something that is important. And this is what we alluded to earlier when we said, unfortunately, you don't have everyone on the same page. Not all the Muslims are on the same page with regards to this. This is a problem. It's a calamity. It is a must that we call mankind to that which will benefit them. And that which will benefit them is that which will lead them to the Jannah. And that is, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. Naam. And then that which comes after it from the affairs of Islam. Bidilahi ta'ala, the Shaykh goes on to go over the next part of the Shahada. Wa atawakkafuna, inshaAllah ta'ala, fanantafi we have the Qadr. Wa sallallahu sallam ala nabina Muhammad. Ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahmihi ajma'in. Jazakumullahu khayrat.